Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight June Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow! I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? And if you're listening carefully in the background, you can hear Oscar going slightly nuts at goodness knows what. I want to talk about the charts as well! I want to talk about the podcast! I stopped now. Oh no, he hasn't. I don't know why, because there's nothing going on. The room he's in just overlooks the back of the house. So unless there's a, who, a cat, who does? Uh, is there any music in particular that Oscar's enthusiastic about? He has no interest in music whatsoever, and um, shows no interest in it. No, nothing at all. He's a incredibly Nelson, simple dog. Nelson is a. When Nelson was a kitten, I obviously did a voice for Nelson. Yeah. I like to do a voice for all my pets. It's, it, it's and good, yeah. It's enhancing. I, yeah. I developed quite a, a big and detailed, complex and nuanced personality for him. Of course. Uh, for the entertainment of my good wife. And part of that was that Nelson was, for reasons that were never explained, obsessed with the music of Mike and the Mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why, just that Even was his thing. Big, like, even as a kitten, he was a big Mike and the Mechanics fan. Feels like always more, on about him. Feels like a more mature huh? cat kind of thing, Mike and the Mechanics. I know, I know. Yeah, it's it is strange because Nelson is Nelson is a. Uh, oh, hang on a minute. Something I've up, just got the, on the other line. Hmm? There's. Uh, I'll tell you. I've just got to take this real All quick. Right, Hold no on. No problem. This is it. Uh, we're just resuming. There, you, you you took a very important phone call. So we just had a little brief break there. You were talking about Nelson and Mike and the Mechanics or something. And mm. I think something else was said after that. I can't remember what it was. But, uh, people have, sometimes people unex- give you unexpected music tastes. And it's I quite like it. It's quite exciting. Like, for instance, you know the osteopath Rod McDonald, right? Yes. He's, he's the kind of person who you think would be into maybe maybe classical but kind of not really tuned into pop music at all. I'd have thought, I'd have thought light jazz. Yeah, light, light jazz, jazz, light jazz. Uh, that's what you'd think. Uh, he is obsessed with um, prog rock. No, <laughs> the music of Cyndi Lauper. 
Uh, <laughs> it's weird, I could right? not have guessed that in a million no, years. He loves Cindy Lauper. They've seen Cindy Lauper a few times when she's played London. He doesn't really have any other music, but he, he loves her. Just Cindy Lauper, for me, has everything you could want from the genre of music. She, yeah. she, she's got it all upbeat, downbeat, yeah. ballads, yeah, the lot. Oh, she's done some real classics. I mean, it's one of the only things that I begrudgingly respect him for to some small degree is that this is he's Cindy into Lopa. one art. He has passion for only one artist, and it's Cindy Lauper. <laughs> I've never seen him sing Girls Just Want to Have Fun around the house, but maybe <laughs> well, I, I, I can imagine he does in the shower. Does. Yeah. God, wow. Revelation. Yeah, so There's sometimes no... the people just have completely incongruous curveball music taste that you just don't see coming. Totally. You, you well, know, no... uh, um, one of my good showbiz friends, Vanessa Feltz, yeah. uh, who I was mm-hmm. recently having dinner with, and we were talking about music, and what she is, she is an aficionado, and I mean an aficionado of reggae. Yeah. You she don't use that reggae. term lightly. She is, yeah, but it's. I don't use it like she's. She well, knows I didn't know that either about her. So there the you go. history of reggae inside and out, right? Mm. She knows the lot. She's got a huge reggae collection. Blimey. And that's quite unexpected, isn't it? Again, yeah, didn't see that coming. Yeah. So. Good. Well, um, there's no Mike and the Mechanics in this top 40 we're looking at. There's no Cindy Lauper. I'm not even sure if there's any reggae in it. No. But. Um, We'll we'll have a little look at what is there. Is there anything that stands out for you? We haven't done the countdown, have we? No, we have. This is part two. Oh, yeah, of course. We did the countdown um, last time, and then we talked about Nick Berry and Lee Evans. Yeah. Didn't touch upon the chart at all. In terms one, I'll of... I'll tell you what, one, I'll, I'll start Go with on, one yeah. that came on the radio yesterday while I was driving about. It was on Absolute 90s, and I'd forgotten how fantastic it was and still sounds, and that is... Utah Saints, something good. Oh yeah, that's a great song. I mean, it's that's a great it's song. got that kind of. I'm looking just slightly further down the chart is KWS doing "Please Don't Go," and yeah. there was a kind of um, trend of cover versions of classic songs that were kind of danced up. Yeah, a bit around this time. That's one of them. So something good's kind of got that vibe to it, but it's got the brilliant Kate Bush sample um, from Cloud Busting. And also, it's got a big KLF vibe going on as well. Yeah. And it's a great big monster of a song. And while you're driving around a Skoda Octavia around Sunderland, let me tell you, it sounds great. <laughs> it really enhances your day. So I think, that's I I think of this period as pretty poor for music. Well, I think of 1992 mm. as not the best time. It, I feel of it as an in, in-betweeny. So as far as the yeah. charts are concerned, there was some great music scenes going on on the fringes and in, in mm-hmm. the discos, right? But mm-hmm. it, as, as far as charts concerned, I felt that it was sort of between, it, it was it was betwixt and between. Yeah, I, I had no strong years. memories of it. I was even though I was working at our price then, so obviously I would, I'd have been immersed in music. But I know what you mean. Yeah, I re- I just remember feeling like yeah, pretty pretty indifferent. I remember what I was doing around this time. And um, I remember feeling a bit upset by the state of the music charts. This this particular... <laughs> Struggling with sleep. You hit July, right? So I remember, I think I might have talked about this in the last episode. This brings back memories of that summer 
I went on an, an on an interrailing trip, which I've talked about on this podcast yeah. before. And a lot of these songs remind me of that, like being with my mates, going around various different resorts in Europe, uh, going mm-hmm. to nightclubs in Spain, and a lot of these songs coming on in the clubs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's nothing that I sort of feel of it. I often look back the early nineties as a as a chart wasteland. Um, but there's some, you know, there are some gems in there. There's some really good stuff. Yeah. Electronics in there at 23. Um, yeah, that's almost that's almost a forgotten electronic song because it wasn't on the first album. They just did it as a sort of standalone single. Yeah, and it was Neil Tennant doing the vocals Tennant, on it. Yeah, so it's almost like a, a Pet Shop Boys Plus project. But I mean, looking at the top five, top ten, almost there's you you've got Sesame's Treat by Smart mm. Ease, and you've got uh, a trip to Trumpton by Urban Hype. So that was the other trend that was going on at the time, which was silly rare versions of children's music. Yeah, some people that were off their heads on drug tablets. Someone exactly, someone on drugs thought that is fucking hilarious, right? Yeah. And as a one-off, maybe it was, but then everyone's like, "This is great. We should all do this," and everyone's fucking done it. I mean, it was, it was the prodigy that did Charlie first, wasn't it? That, that was the first one. That was one, good. That was good. That was the groundbreaker, and then they've all just followed in the same vein. Yeah, there was a lot. Whoever of Smart E's are, and whoever Urban Hype is, I'm just going to look and see if they had any other hits. Following up, Smart E's had yet yeah, one hit, got to number two. Urban Hype. Oh, Urban Hype followed it up with something called The Feeling, which got to number sixty-seven, and then Living in a Fantasy, which got to number fifty-seven. So uh, very little known about them. There are no comments about them on the official charts website page. So, um, of course, the, I would say the standout track for me in the whole of this top forty is, of course, Prince with uh, "Sexy MF." Yes, um, which I believe is off Diamonds and Pearls, isn't it? And like this was Prince's out. This was Prince's era where he was at, at war with his own record label. And, yeah, and felt as if he was being coerced into releasing material that was maybe a little bit more commercial than he would have chosen. I think that's what his gripe was, but who knows? With was Prince. this not was this not from the album that came out with "Symbol" as the title? Oh, maybe it was after Symbol, "Diamonds yeah. and Pearls." It might have been. Maybe "Diamonds and Pearls" was a couple of years later. Actually, yeah. that was "Diamonds maybe and like Pearls" 94. was the year, be- year before. I was 91 because we were moving oh, from it? one hour price store to another and we only had two CDs in the shop to listen to while we were fitting it out and one of them was Diamonds and Pearls and the other one was Stars by Simply Red so yeah the Symbol album is the year after that was for Sexy Sexy okay. Motherfucker Sexy Motherfucker um, and it's um, yeah Love Symbol that's the album it's from your right and and he he, he tipped up with his um microphone which was in the shape of a gold gun and he decided to sort of get involved with the whole kind of gangster rap phenomena yeah it was very popular at the time with your yeah. iced teas and all the rest of it and uh it's a it's a it's a brilliant song with outstanding lyrics in a word or two it's you i want to do no not your body your mind you fool come here <laughs> baby yeah you sexy motherfucker. And here's my favourite bit. It's one of my favourite lyrics by any artist. I don't know cool. why. It's just so evocative. We're all alone in a villa on the Riviera. Whoa. That line in isolation. I don't even want to go any further than that. Because mm. that, to me, is just like a great sort of... 
he's done a bit of an opening bit, which is just classic Prince talking about fucking, which is what his favourite yeah. thing to talk he's, about. He's not talking about show hypnotic, is he? Let's be honest. No. He all he loves to talk about is fucking. He's obsessed with it. Um, so he gets into the first bit of the song. It's just like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck you. Let's have a fuck, fucking fuck, fucking sex. And then he settles down. And he thinks now I'm gonna start painting a picture of a story. Yeah. And that's the thing about Seduction. him as a lyricist. Like one minute he'll be like Paul McCartney, right? And he'll be or Paul Simon. He's writing these beautiful little vignettes, like they're poetic. They're so lyrical. They're so gorgeous. They're so evocative. He can paint such delicate and emotional tales with his words. But then all of a sudden, he just loses it and goes, and now I'm going to fucking do you like a horny pony. I'm going to fuck your head off. Yeah, that's what it is. And if you can, and this is, a, this is a trend in all of Prince's songs. Every fucking song, he'll be doing lyrics. And you just think, this man is one of the great poets ever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he'll just ruin it. He'll freak out. And he'll go, I'll fucking give it to you. Right, fucking good. So does I fucking come on. I'm going to fucking give it to you, double hard. Yeah, it's the, art of seduction, but has, it's the art of seduction, but he hasn't got any patience, has he? No patience. It's like Frank Skinner used to do this skit in the 90s where he talks about... He used to do an impression of himself having sex. And he'd be like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to make such gorgeous love to you. And he'd be all slow and sensual and kissing and caressing. He goes... And then all of a sudden, it's like this little invisible devil appears behind me and, like, sort of pokes me in the ass. And all of a sudden, I go from being this incredible, like, sensual, slow love god. Just go, fucking come on! <laughs> Let's fucking do it! A hundred miles out like a fucking jackhammer. And that is Prince. That is Prince's <laughs> lyric. Prince. He is completely We're all right, alone yeah. in a villa on the Riviera. That's in France on the south side, in case you cared. Out of all your friends, I want to be the closest. That's why I tell you things. So you'll be the mostest. When it comes to life, to be this man's wife, you've got to be well educated on the subjects of fights. I get up my trolley. It's a hostess. <laughs> <laughs> it could be like a euphemism it. who knows he's sort of rapping in this song isn't he but mm-hmm. that's fine it's it's kind of oh, I'm not, the element of tragedy with Prince you know dying so young because he was addicted to painkillers because of pain in his, his hips mm. um, which partly from his dancing mm. and the in high heels. heels he used to wear heels, but yeah. also the double whammy of all the fucking he used to do as yeah. well. So no wonder and his he, hips were shredded. He, he really did. He was a hips man in the sack. Yeah, it apparently. all came from the hips. Really, yeah. like not all not all men utilize their hips, you know, no. as much as they no. should. They're stiff, no. but he was not a stiff lover. He was. No. He was. He, he used the hips in all sorts of ways. Stank hips. That's what it, they used he over, to call him. overused them in the end. They were his undoing. Yeah. Mm. Which is uh, tragic, but if he, he should have signed up for a hip replacement, I'd have thought. Took a year off, still be with us. I know. Poor you old can't Prince. go back, though, can you? Yeah. So um, there you go. It, it was probably the old uh, OxyContin, wasn't it? Um, that is in. You haven't seen Dope Sick yet, have you? No, I haven't watched but, that yet. But, no. You know, OxyContin probably did for him and Jacko. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I don't know too much about it but there's there's loads of that shit going on isn't there yeah Over yeah there. yeah it's the opioids that they just fucking give to people willy nilly left right and centre yeah. yeah I'll get round to watching that eventually 
It's great. Um, have you watched the the Pam and Tommy thing? That's also on no. Disney. That doesn't seem very Disney esque. It's got a talking no. penis in it, apparently. A talking penis. Oh, a talking oh. penis. I'll be watching that. I'm so <laughs> you sold me on that. As soon as, as soon as the kids go to bed, that's going on. Right, get this talking cock on. I've been hearing so much about. <laughs> <laughs> it's the talk of the fucking town. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see what all the fuss is about, shall we? <laughs> Prince, well, Prince watches on from beyond the grave thinking, oh, God, I wish I'd done a talking cock when I was alive. <laughs> wish I'd done a fucking duet with a talking Could cock. Could have done an album. <laughs> yeah. I should have got a talking cock to do a duet with instead of fucking Sheena Easton. She turned out to be fucking balmy. She was more trouble re- than she was worth. Maybe if you, like, uh, re-look at Prince's stuff, perhaps all of his songs were from the perspective of a cock. We don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he. One of my favourite things about Prince is his alter egos, like mm. um, what is this, Carmel and Spooky Electric, mm-hmm. and Bob George. Bob uh, George, that's the best one. Except yeah. like a darts player. Yeah, the shit. Uh, they all have different voices and different personas, and he likes to flit into them. And who knows? Maybe one or more than them might have been a penis. His cock. Mm. Yeah, probably all I of them. Call it, different. I call me cock Spooky Electric. And sometimes I sing through it. <laughs> um, this is a true fact. Look in the Guinness Book of Records. I'm the only fucking US billboard artist to be able to, to have perfected the art of singing through his own cock. Yeah, I've come up with an over here where See, I don't know, it's Magic Run. Yes, it is me cock, so what? <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, what else we got? Uh, I Drove All Night, Roy Orbison, which was a Cindy Lauper song originally. Um, but We've it's got about some this song before, haven't we? We, we talked about, about this years how, ago. How he's complaining about how long he's had to drive for, and then uh, it, it, the, the lyrics from Cindy Lauper, not so bad. From Roy from Orbison, a, an slightly aging, sinister, an aging albino, a little bit <laughs> yeah. problematic. <laughs> yeah, I I drove all night to get to you. Is yeah. that all right? Well, I suppose. Uh, I suppose it's your choice, but... uh, Well, yeah, and then I drove all night, crept in your room. Oh, God. Woke you from your sleep to make love to you. Oh, God. And then he sings it again. Is that all right? (laughs) I drove all night. (laughs) What he's he's saying is, listen, on the one hand, this does seem like a bit of a liberty, creeping into your room and asking for sex. But on the other hand, look at from my perspective, I've driven all night. I was all fucking I, night. I was I was sitting watching news night. I was feeling a bit randy, and I thought, <laughs> who can I have it off with? Who's eight hours away? <laughs> ah, there's, yeah. There's well, that last I know in Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> so I jumped in the car. Penzance way. Penzance way. She lives. Uh, if memory serves, if I leave I now, thought, I could be there by, before she gets up for work. I thought I'll get there about half seven. She'll just be waking up. She might she might have the on. I don't know. <laughs> if she does, bang, there I am. And what I'll do is so as not to wake her too abruptly, because no one wants to be woken like that with a fucking bang on the door. What I'll do is <laughs> I'll creep in her room. Dead quiet. Because that's a more that's just a more gentle way of waking someone up. So what I'll do is I'll take my tools and, and I'll be able to like sort of somehow well, like- you're Last time I were there. Quietly Last- get through a window, maybe. Jalapeño. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Last time I was there, I took a, I took a pressing of a front door key in a bar of soap. <laughs> and I've had, I've had one cut. She doesn't know, but she'd be pleased to see me, I guess, when I turn up. I can creep in, no problem. And then if she wakes up, I'll explain to her the situation. I'll just tell it, give it to her straight, because women appreciate honesty. I'll go, look, I've driven all night. I am exhausted. I've come here. I've crept in your room. The reason? Simple, to make love to you. Is that all right? <laughs> Is that all right? Yes or no? It's a yes or no answer. answer very that. quick. Because like uh, I say, I am very tired. And when I get this tired, I can get a bit grumpy. And when I said I drove all night, I didn't even stop at services for anything. I've been pissing into an old fucking bottle while I was driving. Oh, God. I'll probably need a shower as well before we start, because down there, after all that driving, it's like a fucking farmyard. Yeah, and it's, so, uh, uh, I can do a shower and a shit. Um, so if yeah. I can get that out, it'll just lighten me up a bit. I'll lighten my I- mood, freshen up my body. I don't suppose you can knock us up a bacon sandwich while I'm in the shower, could you? Before we get I'm down fucking, to it. I am fucking famished. It'll benefit you in the long run because the energy, you know. <laughs> Thing is, as well, I'm quite tired now and the, the the horns disappeared, so you might have to work me off for a bit. Get it going. What I could do is I could get into bed, spoon you, have a little snooze, get up, <laughs> cup of tea, sarnie, shit, shower, turn myself <laughs> off. By that stage, the bacon sandwich will be digested. Back into bed. You better call work and tell them that you're ill. <laughs> Is that all right? I reckon I'll be ready for the lovemaking around about noon. <laughs> but I've got to be away by about three, because it's a long drive home. It's another eight hours back up. Another fucking eight hours back up. And the cat, who's going to feed the cat? <laughs> I've been thinking, I should have got, I've been thinking of getting one of those timed fucking cat feeding bowls that you can put it on a timer for when you're away. (laughs) But maybe if this turns into a regular thing, who knows, it might, then maybe I'll think about making that investment. Maybe maybe we could start meeting halfway. You know, you could put a bit of effort in. We'll meet four hours away from where we both live. At a services. Where's that, Nottingham? (laughs) Probably Nottingham. Hotnell Way. There's a beautiful (laughs) premier in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's yeah, like it's, it's weird, and it's weird that Cindy Lauper's come back into the chat as well. Yeah, but, um, I thought there wasn't any Cindy Lauper in this chat. If, if we wrong. flip it round, imagine her. If she'd driven eight hours 
to see you in Sunderland. Oh, so she was that. saying she might have been eight hours from Sunderland. Yeah, you're talking the deep. You're talking like Devon Cornwall way, right? Yeah. Maybe she was there shooting a video, and then she thought, "I think I get a hire car." I've asked one of my team to hire me a car, and um, they're going to deliver that to the Airbnb I'm staying at here in Cornwall. And I've looked it up on Google Maps, and I reckon I can make it from here to Sunderland in about eight hours. And then when I get to Andy Dawson's place, I'm thinking I might just creep into his room. Wake yeah. him up, just Jenny. But of course, she, then she's thinking, how am I going to get past Oscar? Well, easy. Mm. I'm going to put some mild tranquilizers in some sausages. And yeah, I, put them to the letterbox. I, I'm going to put them to the letterbox. <laughs> They'll probably, it's quite a smallish dog. So he'll probably, he'll binge on them and he'll fall asleep real quick. And, that, yeah. and then I'll creep in through the window. Two sausages should be enough. Yeah. And four <laughs> tranquilizers. Two per sausage. Two per sausage. And they'll be raw, but he won't care. I'll just he put, doesn't to care. To be honest, I, think, I know what you're thinking. At this time of night, where am I going to get some sausages? Well, no problem. Because you can pick up a packet of Richmond sausages in most SL garages. They sell them in the refrigerated <laughs> bit next to the fucking cans of Coke. So I'll just get some some a packet of Richmond sausages probably and put some of my tranquilizers sizes that I get off my doctor into them and then I'll creep in I'll give him a little wake just a rub on the shoulder and I'll say hello I am here to make love to you I am hello I am Sidney Lauper good good here. good morning I'm a big fan of all your podcasting output and also your funny Twitter tweet thoughts <laughs> and. Uh, for, for a long time, I've admired you from afar. I happen to be in the UK filming a new pop video, and I have driven here to make love with you. All night it's taken me. Is, Is that, that all right? right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, do you want a bacon sandwich oh. first? Like, well, where's Oscar? <laughs> yeah. I, I drugged him. Oh, thank God. Uh, in that case, yes, let's commence. <laughs> Because I can tell you, if he weren't drugged, there'd be no chance of us making love, or at least not enjoying the experience. He'd be yapping around, <laughs> scratching at the door. Horrible. Yeah, I'd be uh, very much up for that. If you're listening, Cindy Lauper, if you want to give me some advance warning, I can have Oscar um, boarded somewhere kennels. else in his yeah. dog hotel for the night, yeah? I'd um, have it because it would probably really wind Rod up. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Cindy Lopa. Yeah, um, she turned up around Andy's the other night for sex. Yeah. What? what dear boy? Cindy Lopa? <laughs> yeah, that's not right. like that. She fucking is. She loves that. She loves Dawson. Apparently, she drove all night to get there. <laughs> cool. And she drugged his dog. I mean, she would never do such a thing. She's a very good artist. Yeah, but she's got her needs just like anyone has. She probably drove not too far from here on her way up, actually, Rod. She went straight past went, your front door. She went straight past up. yours, mate. She weren't interested. Straight up to Sunderland. Anyway, you wouldn't Same. have um, been interested in that anyway, would you, Rod? Because you're married to my mum. Well, of course not, dear boy. But we have an arrangement. We've got a list of three people each. People. Your mother's <laughs> a David Essex. Him from the <laughs> searchers. <laughs> David Essex, Frank Allen, and of course Desmond Lineham. Des Lineham. 
<laughs> no, as I have said before, and I'm embarrassed to admit, but it's true. My mum my... <laughs> f- fancies every single man who's ever been on telly. <laughs> you like, said, a- yeah. Any yeah. man you mention well... off the telly, she'll be like, oh, he's very attractive. Very attractive. <laughs> But uh, I made her whittle it down to three. My three are Cindy Lauper, uh, Susanna Hoffs from the Bangles, and the, and the woman from the Off Licence. <laughs> I believe her name is Sharon. I'm not, not too sure. She's she's actually quite offish with me. <laughs> do couples do that thing where they have a list of? I think that's people. They disgusting. get a free pass. Isn't it just... They, they do do it. I've never done it in my good life. I think it's horrible. Yeah. Um, um, I'm not judging you if, put, if you do it, but I'm just saying I find it horrible. It's not to my taste. Especially if you put a local retail assistant on your list. Yeah. Kind of, it's not really in the spirit right. of the thing, is Number it? Number one, easy, your sister. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, your mum. <laughs> Number three, your mate. Right, who are yours? <laughs> Uh, no, I'll admit I answered quickly because I have thought about it a lot, and I mean a lot. <laughs> Especially your mum. <laughs> what else is on this chart we can briefly look at before we draw this uh, tawdry Mess podcast to an end? Farago to an end. Yeah, uh, I'm looking well, at George a- Michael and Too Funky. Yeah, which I is a great, great the video with the supermodels in. I think, isn't it? Oh yeah. There was a video jukebox in my local pub. Um, this was one of the ones when we were in there in the pool room. There was a right. ju- video jukebox, and this was used to be on a lot. So it reminds me yeah. of being in his pub in this era, and it was like <laughs> he's looking through a camera, and Linda Evangelista sort of struts down the yeah. down the catwalk with a sort of a corset with wing mirror wing mirrors on it. Yeah, I suppose that? you could quite easily dry hump a pool table while watching this, couldn't you? Oh, I did. Yeah, I always did. Yeah, <laughs> we all did. There was a lot of pool tables in there. <laughs> Four of us had a corner each. You had one lad at, a corner, at each corner. God, George. God, George. <laughs> Fucking yes. God, George, you're massive heterosexual. <laughs> we got. What else we got? Um. Um, I don't. There's all sorts going on here, but nothing I particularly want to talk about. Jimmy Neil is number one, ain't no doubt. That seems quite implausible. That Jimmy Neil should be a number one um, artist, but there you go. It's a good song that one, ain't no doubt. It's got that thing, you know. He says, oh, "She's lying." She's lying. Um, this was uh, this really it. reminds me of my trick because this was one of those songs that I actually really dislike. This song. You dislike um, it. I dislike it, but right. it was one of those songs that you kind of love hated because you sort of mm. thought, "This is ridiculous. How on earth has this got in the chart?" That's why I felt a bit sad about things at this time because I sort of thought to myself, um, uh, "I thought to myself, you know, this is the state of music now. Is that the yeah. music from Alvida saying Pet has done a song where he's not even properly singing? He doesn't <clears throat> look that interested." Like, you know, mm. his whole thing was he'd be standing on top of the pops, just looking pissed off to be there, singing a bad song in a bad voice, right? That was Jimmy Neal's character at the time, though, wasn't it? Serious thought, figure. What? Yeah, and I just sort of thought, what the fuck is this? This is stupid. And I, I'm depressed that pop music has got to this state. But having said that, 
for the whole summer when we're travelling around on the trains, we're just constantly going, she's lying. Yeah. About en- anyone or anything. Anyone mentions a, a woman or a girl or anything, she's lying. Yeah. Because I mean, that's it, isn't it? That's the hook. That. That's what you yeah. need, isn't it, to, to get a hit? It passed into, like, sort of the common vernacular, yeah. the lexicon. Yeah, She's no lying. one saw it coming. And he was wearing um, this sort of baggy suit and dancing awkwardly. I still, to this day, can't understand how the fuck that happened. It was massive. I don't yeah. understand how it happened. I've been, I was baffled by it then. I'm baffled by it now. I don't understand how he managed to get to number one. And I think it did reflect on a sort of a very, very fallow period for popular culture in the early 90s. We're, yeah, we're kind of in that period where um, commerce took over more from creativity. Whereas I've, I've got a theory that in the early 80s, a lot of the pop stuff that was massive was by acts who were hugely influenced by boy. They'd grown up with boy and they were like kind of um, creatively curious. And there was an element of pretension, which was great, I thought. Yeah. Whereas that had kind of faded away. Those acts, I'm, you know, you like said Duran Duran, Spando Ballet, Japan. Yeah. Um, loads of ABC. groups. Scritty. Yeah. Massively influenced by boy, but by then they'd kind of, their flame had burned out or perhaps they'd got massive cocaine habits and just creatively they'd, they'd fizzled out a bit. And then commerce took over again. Stock Aiken Waterman stuff was commercially driven. A lot of it was really good, I think, but it was commercially driven. And then this is the era when Simon Cowell was a, a music executive. So we're yeah. on the cusp of Robson and Jerome being fucking really. Hit, it was so singers. like that during this era, and there was there was good there was good music. Uh, it you know that that you that was being listened to and made, but the charts were just totally swimming in very synthetic kind of shit. There's loads of shit in this chart. There's, there's loads of shit, you know, let's be It's honest. weird because there's there's loads of shit, but then dotted in among it, there's some really good stuff. I mean, there's like Curver in there, Sonic Youth are in there. Curve, like yeah, you said, so Electronic, it, it, Wedding in Presents. A, in, in guitar music, the sort of Manchester era was over because those bands had kind yeah. of either split up or gone mad or whatever. Gone mad and, on the drugs. And yeah. there was, and it, and instead, for this brief period in that sort of world, there was shoegazing, wasn't there? And there Curve was. were part of that, I think, weren't they? Yeah. And I suppose in 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 the world of guitar music, Ride were like. I think Ride were in, around they? this chart as well, somewhere further down, out of the top forty. But I sort of fell out of love with <coughs> guitar music in this era. I wasn't that keen on those sorts of bands. I wasn't into the shoegaze stuff. Ride's first two EPs were really good, and then after that, I just thought it was all like, well, mm, much of a, a muchness. Miserable. A bit miserable. Yeah. I became quite Dimension sort of anti that sort of music for a while. But yeah, yeah it's a shame. Um, um, if, if you look, yeah. if you look, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, there isn't much to say. Delamitra are in there. Fucking hell, they were a miserable band, weren't they? Um, God. You know, Joe Cocker, fucking hell. I mean, yeah, like um, acts, legacy acts, kind of coming back. Diana I Ross. Mean, in I, there. I don't know this song. The, one of the only good things I've got to comment on is "Make Love Like a Man" by Def Leppard, a song that I don't think I've ever heard, or maybe I have, <laughs> I don't remember it. But it's just a great title for a song, isn't it? "Make Love Like make a Man." Like a man. Prince would knock that back. Yeah. Prince would make love, make love. 
Fuck Fucking off. pods. Fuck. Fuck like, That's the word you fuck, want. Fuck like a woman. Fuck like fuck. an animal. Even better, <laughs> fuck like a pony. A horny pony. Yeah. It's always on about horny ponies. Yeah, of course they am. They're the best animals. You never seen a horny pony. Have you seen the size of the cocks on them? Amazing. Fucking hell, they go bananas once they've got the horn on. <laughs> There's no stopping them. I tell you what, I I did like... Actually, no, I didn't. I'm thinking of a different one. It only takes a minute by Take That. We talked about that last week, wasn't it? By Jonathan King. Aye, it was, but it was also by somebody else before that. So Jonathan oh, yeah. King had done a cover. I, I had a look at that afterwards. So, it, so he wasn't responsible for it. Yeah, someone else had done it already. So we'll, we'll um, forgive them for that. But that was their first hit. So we're on the cusp of the Take That era, which... Um, the Take That era was all right. I've got nothing against Take That. I thought they did a lot of good pop songs, um, especially later on in their career, so no problem with them. I liked of that of this era of Take That, because obviously eventually they did um, what Back For Good, which lots of people kind of think of as their most sort of credible hit. Yeah. It was a you know, well-written song, but I, I like the only... I sort of hated Take That, because just culturally at that time you just sort of perceived yeah. them as like awful pop yeah. rubbish because they're famous and they're most popular manufactured shit right but I really liked when it came out ah um spirits move me every time I'm near you what's that one that's a cover version as well isn't it was it really like my fire baby I want you now let let me be the magic or something could it be magic could it be magic yeah could it be magic yeah who's that <clears throat> I mean that there's was a few good version wasn't it could it be magic is that a Bee Gees? Was... no it's Barry Manilow mate it was a yeah. Barry Manilow cover and they did a really fucking good because they were good at the beginning when they were sort of like high energy gay disco music yeah and then they I, mean, I thought they were shitty. I mean, I'm looking at their list of number I mean, they, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Eight out of nine singles in a row were number ones. Fucking wow. hell. Wow. So you've got um prayer was good. All I do each night is pray. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Relight yeah. my fire with Lulu was good. Yeah. Um everything changes. Uh back everything for good. Changes but you never forget. And then How Deep Is Your Love, which was the last single before they split up. I ain't got a problem with Take That. They were, they were good. Yeah. Um, so Barlow's we'll leave that there, I think. Oh, Barlow's an, he's awful. He's awful. Yeah. But, you know, love the art, hate the artist. We'll we'll leave it with uh, Take That and Pony's Cox, I think. And we'll move yeah. on to another chart next time. So there you go. Thank you very much indeed for indulging us. And goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 